following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Go! Ah, yes, it's a victory Monday once again for your Dallas Cowboys after a fourth straight win, this time over the New York football giants. This is Mick Schutz. We are inside the SWBC podcast studio <laughs> here at Ford Center Drop the at mortgage. the Star in Frisco. And you are sounding like Lou Gehrig giving his final speech at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Christopher. Yeah, Chris Beam making us fight through it. But here we are, and the Cowboys fought through a slow start on Sunday against the Giants, and then they picked up speed very quickly. And I think it's great that Chris Beam has picked out the old Cowboy theme song to get us started, not only this week, but last week, and will continue a trend throughout the season, because I'm going to pay tribute to Don Bishop today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> not Everson Walls. Not no, Everson Not Everson Walls. Walls. No, it's the great Don Bishop. We'll get into that a little bit uh, later, because we have come across some amazing stats from Don Bishop. I Bishop's think you're reading career. it wrong, Bill. I think I may be, too, but <laughs> I'm going with it regardless. <laughs> anyway. And by the way, when we play that song, we need to see if uh, Douglas still has his Cowboy Joe hat in, in his office. <laughs> yeah, I like that song because it brings back those old feelings, you know, back when that was being played. Cowboys were winning all the time. Mm-hmm. So we were just accustomed to it, Spags. You weren't here because no, you, I was you not, were a right? loser over there. No, the, I was. Oh, I was you, winning. I oh, was a Packers winning too? fan. All right, you're a Packers <laughs> fan. I'm with you. We were now, mad at you guys. Now, when Don Bishop was playing for the Cowboys, the Cowboys were not winning. They were not, the but time. he was winning, though. Yeah, yeah Don was. Bishop was putting he up was. W's all over, all over the place. <laughs> so that's what I feel now. I, I wake up, me and my my son, we're talking about it. I wake up now. It's a good feeling to watch a game. And, you know, it's not stress-free, but you just have the confidence when it's all said and done. We can, we can complain and complain and complain knowing that we're still going to win. You know, I thought the, the key thing yesterday was obviously they got off to a slow start, right? They turned the ball over. Uh, and they were good enough to overcome their shortcomings. Yes. They outscored themselves. And you know what? I said at the time, they, even though they were struggling in the first quarter, I just had a feel. I said to a friend, I said, they're going to hang half a hundred on these guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you just, just had that feeling. Even with the turnovers, and it was 3 nothing after one quarter. Because they were moving the football. They, they were right? fine. They were they were just fine. It was only a matter of time. They were in, what did they score? They, you, said, you said moving. they were moving the football. We still were frustrated with the mistakes, but we still had the poise to overcome them. Yeah. Usually that stopped. That's three steps right there. Usually we stopped at two last year and years before. We stopped at two. Now we're able to 
because of our poise, and let's face it, because of our defense, we're able to hold them off, the opposition off, until our, our offense gets on track. And it's and because of the balance on offense, because of the ability to run the football and throw the football. But it's, it's like 2016 all over again. I just That offensive line, man, that, that's the comfort zone that we have. When you have an offensive line like that, it's like being around a big brother. You got these big old dudes hanging around, and they're always going to have your back. They're always going to pave the way for you. That's the way we're, we're doing this every week, even though we start off uh, and, and slowly. It, and it's better than 2016 because you got a double punch at running back now. I mean, wow. Zeke, Zeke is playing at the same level, I think, that he was his rookie year in 2016. Yes. But now you've got um, the uh, – he hasn't broke a home run run yet, but you feel like he's, he's going to Pollard's he's going to get real close. You know, it, it's, <laughs> you know it's, it's easy as that, you know, 15 or 20 yards. For that matter, Dak is getting, I'm sorry, uh-huh. Zeke is getting real close to breaking a long That's one. That's what well. I meant. Yeah. 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 But no, Pollard, Pollard just hadn't done, hadn't done. His little lightning thing is as much as we'd like for him to, but still, he's representing extremely well. See, I think the evidence of what we're talking about after it was 10-10, that they take the possession two-minute drill at the end of the first half and drove right down the field right. and scored That's right. and went up 17 You know what I 10. call that? That was that mojo moment. Yeah. That was that mojo. I wrote it down before the, they even started. It's like, if let's go, right? If you can score here, right. let's, let's put this thing back into our control. This is getting a little bit – it's not funny anymore that these guys are hanging around like some cute little bugs and some pests. <laughs> you know, that's what they were. They were just some pests until we decided to just put the hammer down. Eight plays. And it started with that, that two-minute drill. Eight plays, 75 yards, yeah. 250. Uh, it took, and the touchdown pass was rather incredible on two points. Uh, one, the route that Amari Cooper ran on that guy spun him around. With, I mean, he's just unbelievable. <laughs> he is. And then Dak threads a needle because there's two guys there, right? right? And I was when I saw it, I go, "Oh, that's going to get picked." Dak's only looking at the safety. He's yeah. not even looking at the cornerback because he the knows the corner Cooper's was already beat him. beaten. He knew he was going to beat him. Yeah. So he's only concentrating Make on sure the safety. safety Make didn't sure come I can over. get that in there. Yeah. Now, that's just confidence, man. Just on all levels. And command of of the offense. Yes. He, he knows. Yeah. Well, yeah, they talked about that because, you know, they, uh, what, 48 tried to sneak up and, and get the blitz. Of course, Dak saw it based on the alignment. Uh, he and Biotis working well together, pointing out uh, the alignment and how, okay, when, when before he changed it, then they had all, they, Biotis had it all counted out. Then 48 came around, Dak's like, hold up. He's coming. Now we have to change everything. And they slid it over here. Zeke picked up uh, the, the, the inside guy here. And he was beat. And it, it. it speaks perfect pass, guys. It, it speaks also, I mean, to the preparation that Dak has on a daily basis, weekly basis, year-round basis. You know, it's, on an, it's on a, and, an elite level, right and now. the and the aptitude not only of him but everybody in that room. Where I mean, when think of the think of the minds, the quarterback minds they have in that room. Uh, not just Dak, but mm-hmm. Kellen Moore and mm-hmm. Doug Nussmeyer mm-hmm. and Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. and. And being, it simplifies the whole thing for them as they prepare each week. And let's face it, the wide receivers and running backs are all on the same page. Yeah. It's, it's effortless for them <clears throat> mentally. I mean, if you look at the touchdown pass to Zeke, the, the play design was perfect for what the Giants were doing. 23 uh, 
it was Logan Ryan. He came up in the slot. He was going to blitz, yeah. right? And he thought he had the perfect run blitz because Dak faked the pitch out to Zeke, and he came firing up, and then Zeke just goes around him, and all Dak had to do was throw a lollipop over his head for the kind of uh, high-step yeah. touchdown, right? <laughs> but it was the perfect call, and I don't know if they adjusted, if there was a read there. He saw the the safety coming up, and it's like, okay, I'm not giving you the mm-hmm. ball. You just, you just mm-hmm. go run a wheel mm-hmm. route. And, that, and that's the thing. And when you talk about the receivers, it's those side adjustments that they've got to make on the fly that you have to have smart receivers, that's whether right. they're wide receivers, that's tying right. in running backs or whatever, right. who are on the same page that you are. That's and that's right. where experience in an offense Offense, uh, Cooper and having worked together, Lamb, they're just and, ready. Right. And Wilson's coming in, just seamless. Uh, uh. You know, including him and everything. I mean, just just think about the experience that the Cowboys' receiving core has across the board, multiple years in this same offense. It's amazing, and that's one of the reasons. You know, give Mike McCarthy credit for that. He didn't want to disrupt whatever continuity the team had going between Kellen Moore calling plays and Dak Prescott running the same offense instead of coming in and going, okay, I'm sorry, this is my offense, we're going to do it this way. And he didn't do that, and he should be applauded for that. I'm telling you, freaking Kellen Moore, man. He is in his bag, as my son says. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, he and Quinn, they both seem to be working so well off of each other. We made the mistakes early on. As I said uh, earlier, defensively, we were able to hold them off. You know, last couple of years, if we make those mistakes, man, we're down 14 nothing. And it snowballs. Yeah, we're down 14 nothing. We're not gonna, they're going to be we're going to be totally clueless defensively. They're going to just probably some big play within three downs. They're going to score. We go do it again. They'll probably do the same thing, and we'll be over there not knowing what the hell's going on. Then offense has to come back with the just blind fury trying to catch up and while the defense continues to give it up. That is totally different this year. You know, uh, think about I was just sitting here thinking about the skill position players on this team, and there's only one that's playing who has less than three years' experience in this offense, and that's C.D. Lamb, right? Yeah. I mean, you think Zeke and Pollard, the two tight ends, mm-hmm. and the, the receivers, when, when Gallup's healthy as well, it's only C.D. is the only one who has less than three years' experience in this offense. So we're talking about juniors, and if you put it in college terms, these are all juniors yeah. and seniors. In many cases, they're going up against freshmen and sophomores, and, and, and it's graduate students, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys with master's degrees. And, and, and C.D.'s, uh, he's a breakout run waiting to happen. Which brings us to this week's opponent in the 20 years of dominance that the New England Patriots had with Tom Brady. I mean, how much did they benefit just from the experience factor of all of not only Brady, but all of his receivers and everything through the years? It gives you such a huge advantage, as much turnover as there is uh, in this league. And it'd be interesting to know how many offensive coordinators they had during that time. But the stabilizing influence was Belichick, yeah. right? So if he brought in a different coordinator or he elevated one, it's like, no, no, you're not coming in with your offense. No. This is our right. offense. You learn yeah. it. Here, here's the book. Here's yeah. the book. Go, you just go read study. that. Read that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's so crazy about the uh, the anniversary or whatever? 364 days or was it 65? 65. 60, <laughs> 60, okay. 61, 5, or 4? Which was it? 60. I thought I thought we finished that yes, we last did. week. I can't remember what the 
the answer was. Though. 65. Right? Okay, 65. Because there's 365 days there a year. There you go, man. You so tell this me is, again. This is, it's 366 today. Right. Uh, yes, okay. that's right. right. Well, anyway, it seemed like karma has really kind of started backing the Cowboys because not only did Dak go make it through the game, have this great game, and, of course, this entire year has been magical, Everyone else is getting hurt on the Giants squad. I mean, that's ridiculous, man. They had six, what, six guys go down? Well, count them. Saquon was first, right? And that was after the play. Crazy, he man. He stepped on Jordan Lewis's Crazy. foot, right? Mm-hmm. And he, and he, I, they showed the picture. Of I his, saw it. Uh, yeah. That that didn't that look swollen. Quick. That was a big old grapefruit. Yeah, if that was swollen, I don't know. That that was way too big for. They that said he ankle might play bone. next week. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then they lost Galladay on the interception. That was late. No, I was on the near interception. Yeah. When when Diggs uh, broke across and when Diggs hurt his when he fell on Diggs' ankle, right? He also messed up his knee because he grabbed it as he rolled over. That's it, it, just how much how that was the the the, the force that that Diggs came to intercept that ball. He didn't come underneath. He went over the top. He passed him over the top and still almost stole it, which allowed Galladay to to have a misstep. Right, and that's how we end up hurting. So then they lose Daniel Jones. Yeah. Then they lose Galladay mm-hmm. eventually. So that's three. Um, and they were already down Sterling Shepard and, and Darius Slayton. Tony came out but came back in. And they were down. Before the game, they lost they their left three. tackle, and Andrew Thomas. Thomas before the game, didn't three. play. They had right. him inactive. Right. right. And, then, um, and then the only way they were going to stop Kadarius Tony is he threw a punch mm-hmm. and got ejected. What a dummy. Ten catches for 189 yards. This guy has a yards. rookie record for the Giants. Is yeah. it a rookie record? Most since record? 1950. Yes, that just He is amazing, but stupid. <laughs> I mean, come on. You saw it the entire time he was calculating how he was going to hit Jordan Lewis. You know, he was sitting there, and he he, he fixed his glove. He Did he? I didn't notice guys. that. <laughs> it was slow-mo. You didn't see it, Bill? Yeah. He fixed his glove. The only thing he did was missed. <laughs> you know, I mean, he did all of that. He's closer than Bill and I are, and he missed. I mean, he was wild. he tried to sneak him like a real like an Ali punch or something. It didn't work. So he wasn't. A and he still got taken down after he missed the punch. So he, he got he, kicked. He got kicked out of the game and got his butt. He kicked. wasn't watching Fury the night before, huh? No, he uh, missed that. Yeah, because Fury was landing. He did not. Um, it's a shame for him because he's probably going to score another touchdown. Well, look, he had. Remember, we were talking last week about big plays, right? Yeah. He had 38, 35, 28, 26. Four. They couldn't stop him. Mm-hmm. No, they just. And, and that was the only way that stopped him. And, and, and I know we got to go in a minute, but here's the thing all of those plays last year that would have resulted in touchdowns. Right. They Every fought, one of them. They would fought have it to the end. We right? fought it to the end. We stop them on the one yard line. Next thing you know, we're getting interceptions. We're getting stops. Getting penalties. Pushing them back. And you're getting missed field goals. I mean, that's that's not that's not karma. That's just guys playing hard. That's all that is. Making plays. Guys when they making have to. plays like like Jabril Cox. You know, unfortunately, Daniel Jones gets hurt. Yeah. But think he's playing. 
probably in that game because it's goal line, right? They need an extra linebacker. He might have been playing for Jalen Smith. I don't know. <laughs> right. Jalen Smith wouldn't have run no, him down. No, he would not right? have. But he ran him down uh, and made the tackle to save it. Now, having said sure that, Jalen Smith has done that in his career. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has. But no not doubt about it. There's no doubt about what he has done. Mm-hmm. But you know how this league is. What have you done lately? So that's just the way it and is. And as a businessman. We are all a victim of that, guys. As a businessman, he was getting paid by two teams on Sunday and didn't have to play. Not one down. So good luck to you, Jalen. <laughs> all right. Well, we're just getting – man. That time, was a mixed time there. Time flies when you're when having you're winning, fun. We're right? already to 152 on this edition of Mixed Shots. And a tribute to Don Bishop. When we come back. Yes, sir. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back, back to mixed shots. Check out the new Miller Lighthouse located outside AT&T Stadium where Dallas Cowboys game day tradition are born. Enjoy yard games, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders performances, beer gardens, and more. Game ticket required. For more information, visit attstadium.com slash Miller Lighthouse. Okay, do you want me to do Don Bishop now, or we want to wait on Don Bishop? No, let's do Don Bishop, Don and then Bishop, we'll do Everson man. Walls, okay? Okay. And Trayvon I, Diggs, bring because it that's first, yeah, why you're looking reason. at Don Bishop. Okay, bring us up to speed now where Trayvon is all-time in the record-setting season that he's having. And by the way, Richard Sherman tweeting out that he's the right now he's the defensive player of the year in this league. Already. Yes, and... Uh, which I would agree with. So he has a, at least one interception in each of the first five games, mm-hmm. totaling six. And by the way, 
he had an interception last year in game 15. So that means seven in the last seven games because he didn't have one uh, in game 16 last year. Okay. So he's got seven total in seven games, but five in the first five games of the year uh, for the Cowboys. And in team history, Don Bishop was the last guy to do that in the first five games of a year, having an interception in each game, which occurred in 1961, so 60 years ago. And, and as you know, Diggs has six in the five games. He's got one, at least one in every game so far. And Everson, we've gone through the last several weeks about what Everson did in rookie year at 11 picks and two in the postseason, so count 13 for and Everson. And never got hurt, by the way. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, all these guys are going down. <laughs> Bishop went down. He's weak. Yeah, you know, yeah. Lamb, these weak guys. Yeah. I, I didn't go down. I'm, I'm, all right. So, I up. so anyway, I decided to look up uh, Don Bishop. Okay, and you said it was the the Cowboy record again was five one in each of the first five first five games of the season uh, of the 1961 season. Correct. Okay, so I I went and looked up on Pro Football Reference Don Bishop. And so I'm looking at the 1961 season, and yeah, sure enough, uh, he's got picks in the first five games of the year. Well, then he missed the next three weeks, and in weeks 9 and 10 in 1961, he also had interceptions. So the only games he played in in 1961, there were seven games, and he had picks in every single game. Okay. So they're, 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 in 1961, he played in seven games, had picks in every game. So I went back to 1960 with the Cowboys. <laughs> he played in three games in 1960, weeks one, seven, and nine. He had picks in every game. So now we're up to how many? Ten straight ten. for him. For him. In, in games, games he's played. In, in games he's played. Yes. That's ten straight games in 1960-1961. Okay, let's fast forward to 1962. This is where it gets weird. You keep on going, 1962. He had a a first game he played in, which was week three. He had a pick against the Rams. Week four, he had a pick against Cleveland. Week uh, six, he missed another week. Then week six, he had two picks. Week seven, a pick. And week 14, he had another pick. So every game he played in in 1962, he had an interception. So now we're up to 15. We're not sure about this, Bill. It's just too good to be true. Am, Keep it going. I wonder, am I misreading this or what? And so there's 15 straight games that he played in from 60 to 62. Well, what about 1963? Okay. He played in week one. There's an interception against St. Louis. Week four, he had an interception at Philadelphia. Next week he played week eight against Washington. Wait, he missed, so you're saying he missed the games in between yes. week four and missed right. week eight. That's right. what you're telling he me. He played in week Week one got a pick. He missed weeks two and You're three. You're sure about that? Well, missed two it's and not three. listed on his game log. <laughs> and then week four, he had an interception. And then missed weeks five, six, and seven. You're sure. <laughs> in week eight, he had an interception. And then also in weeks 11 and 13. And so, and so five games in 1963, which brings us to a total of 20 straight games in which he There's played no in that There's he interception. No way. And it, no this way. isn't just his interception log because you go back to 1958 when he was with Pittsburgh. A- AFL. He has AFL. he has two games. No, it was NFL. Pittsburgh, NFL. Pittsburgh okay, was sorry. NFL then. And uh, he had two games in 1958 where he did not have an interception on this same game log. Okay. So in his career, Pittsburgh and then Dallas, he played 
in 22 games and had interceptions in 20 of those games. That, that's, All that's, 20 that's, of the games he played with with the Cowboys, he had picks. That's, that's, that's t- difficult, Bill. That's <laughs> it's not difficult that he did it. It's, it's difficult, difficult to that believe. we don't know about yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that we haven't been been made aware of this. That makes any sense. It, can the, if anyone out there in the Bishop family, first of all, <laughs> no one listens to this show, so I don't know who I'm talking to. But If anyone, if anyone in Mickey's anyone, family knows like, anyone knows Anyone outside the circle of the Bishop family, please call us. We have got to find out more about this amazing young man. So when you had 11 in 81, did you have any consecutive streaks going that you remember? I can't remember. I just felt like they all bunched together. Uh, we would have to. We can call that up. Really. The only thing I brag about really is the uh, they, they always they were always on prime time. I had only prime time. Most a, of, most he of was my the original game. prime yeah. time player. <laughs> most of my uh, uh, interceptions, my two interception games came on Monday Night Football in '81. In '81, um, uh, Bills, you had uh, uh, Rams, Bills. At New England. And New England. That was at, the first At one. New England, you yeah. had two picks. Which was one of the last times, the second to last time, the Cowboys beat New England in New England. 86 was the other. 87. 87. Yeah. Herschel Remember Herschel? Walker. Yes. Thornton Chandler always reminds me that he threw the block. He threw the block. <laughs> That's right. For Herschel in to go overtime. 60 yards in, in overtime. overtime. It was like the second play yes, in overtime. Yes, it was. It I was, was there. That was an amazing and game. And it was freezing. That was an amazing I game. I remember walking out of the press box <laughs> after that game, after we finished working, and I swear it was like 20 degrees and the wind was blowing. Danny White threw the best pass I've ever seen to Mike Renfro. For some reason, the cornerback, LaPette, bites on a uh, out-and-up. When it's third and 20, <laughs> he bites on an out and up. And, and Mike Renfro just, oh, my God, the, the, the best overachieving teammate I've ever had yeah. in my life. So when we look at the, the records, it, we talk about Everson's 11 in 81, which is still a Cowboys record and most in the NFL the last 40 years. Before he got here, Mel Renfro sent, set the single-season record of interceptions with 10, 10. in 1969. I broke his record uh, Philadelphia game. I think it was the last game of the season that year in 1981. Second to home. last game of the season. Second to the yep. last at yep. home. And yep. prior to that, the record was 8 by... Don Bishop. There you go. In 1961. 1961, yes. Eight. 20 straight games he had interceptions in. 20 straight games. So so just understand what Diggs is doing, right? Yes. And we talk about Everson's 11, but the, the next highest total was nine in 85 by Everson Walls. So, uh, and, and and as I look through this, now when I got eleven, excuse me, when I got eleven, uh-huh. Dennis Thurman had nine in 1981. Oh, okay, yes. Thurman's because I was going to say when I look we back, Thurman Steve's yet nobody in '85. Yeah, but in '81 is when he got nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. since since Everson had nine in '85, no Cowboy player has had more than six. Who was in that? one season. Oh, Dion? there was a bunch of guys. Bunch of guys. Uh, uh, so Michael Downs, the next year, yes. had six. All pro. Uh, Kevin Smith had six in 93. Pup. In 93. I didn't know Pup could catch. In 93. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Larry Brown and Brock Marion both had six in 95. Brock Marion, good name. Uh, and Anthony Henry had six in 2007. Mm-hmm. So he's the most recent guy with six picks. That's the one from Ohio State? Anthony Henry? Yeah. Oh, you got me on that. You know, because I think he was the one that he, he came over from the Browns. Yeah, I think so. One yes. guy started feeling himself real good. He had a few interceptions, and he's like, "Hey, what's the record?" Uh, and like eleven. He goes, "Oh shoot, no." <laughs> no. <laughs> it was in two thousand seven. Uh, and I'm looking up Anthony Henry right now, and he went to South, South Florida. Florida. South Florida. Yeah. So uh, you understand what Diggs is doing. It's kind of what I wrote in my column today. Let history explain what's going on right now. I love what Zeke said after the game about uh, it's got to be some kind of record. Talking about Trayvon and his interceptions. Did you see it? I did. He was saying, uh, now what's the single season record? It's 14 for the NFL in a night train lane. Night train lane. 14. In 14 games. So anyway, in in his press conference yesterday, in his press conference uh, after the game yesterday, Zeke said, man, that's got to be some kind of record. And that Trayvon's already got sick, or he's closing in on some kind of record. I mean, what's a record? Nine or (laughs) ten? And someone said, 14. (laughs) Zeke's reaction was priceless. He's like, oh, uh, he's a ways away. Oh, never mind. Well, you know what? <laughs> I, so I, I, I was, I wanted to look up. So since Everson had eleven, I said, well, the record's fourteen. Who had more after Everson mm-hmm. or before? Mm-hmm. The year before in eighty, Lester Hayes. Lester Hayes. Lester Hayes. Hayes 13. had thirteen. Mm. And le- that that year, Lester Hayes had thirteen. He had five in the postseason, if I'm not mistaken. Wow! Oh, wow! And he dropped two. Right in his hands. He didn't have his stick'em on. He did have his stick'em on. <laughs> That's why they outlawed it <laughs> in '81, and he never got more than three. So picks you, a year after that. you are the first in the non-stick'em era. <laughs> I didn't even wear gloves in '81. So yeah, it was. That's just. It was a difference, and they outlawed everything. Belichick did it, of course, but. Uh, for some reason, when Lester Hayes started doing it, everybody started complaining because he's putting his hands on everyone. So that's the difference. Belichick's not putting his hands on everyone; he's putting it on the ball. Lester had, had glue on his. Yeah, it was on <laughs> See, everybody. That's like in baseball; they lowered the pitcher's mound and everything. <laughs> right. So there's different records <laughs> right. after 1969 or whatever. So, or yeah. they started checking the pitchers this year, and all of a sudden, <laughs> spin rate went down. Right. <laughs> I, I look at that th- those 13 interceptions, and and. People want to put an asterisk on it all the time because, because after that, <laughs> after that, I don't think he got more than three his entire career, and he never got any more before that. So it's kind of hard to legitimize it, but it's hard to delegitimize it when you look at how great a, a player Lester Hayes was. Did you wear gloves? Nope. No. Nope. Not in '81. Barehanded. In '81, no gloves. And there's a man's interception. That's right, there. baby. And my uh, daddy's hands. Lester <laughs> Hayes had 13 in uh, 1980, mm-hmm. and then after that, the next six years in his career, the most he ever had was four in 1985. Four. Sorry. So, he and had, you know what? Speaking of stickum, Diggs almost had two more. Yes, he did. I wouldn't give the, the one out of bounds. Yeah. But he but caught it. It looked good. He caught it. It looked cute. Or you could see that vertical. Yes, and you could just see his, his uh, uh, wide receiver skills as well. So tell yeah. him, tell him, tell him what you thought of of Diggs's interception. Well, only on that interception, I 
since I've gotten so many like that one, you know, he texts me. He goes, uh, hey, what do you think about the interception? I said, it looks just like me. Because <laughs> it did. I've gotten several of those against the Rams. But, I mean, I've gotten those all the time. So that particular one where you run the post, I mean, you know, just like with me, uh, it was kind of underthrown, so it makes you look good. A little bit. A little bit, but it doesn't matter. And stop right there, because when he let go of the ball and I saw where uh, Board was, I said to I said to Rob, the ball's in the air. I said, oh, he's got this. Yeah. Uh, not digs. I meant it was going to oh, be a completion. Oh, no, no. oh right? No, no, no. And then he caught up, so go ahead. Yeah, and you can see that. Uh, it's just hard for a quarterback to come off of the duress that he had to plant and throw a great pass. It was good enough to be completed, but when you're a defensive back like Diggs, he's hawking the ball as well. He's not even looking at the wide receiver. He's only looking at the ball, and it was never in doubt in his mind. Only in yours, obviously. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I thought it was. I mean, and here's the other thing that's amazing to me, and maybe you can explain it to us. It's hard to run as fast as you can with a ball traveling 52 oh, yards in the air and still track it and go up and catch it. I missed it. Against the Rams, 81. I had there was I got an interception just like that one. I also missed two just like that one because of the difficulty. I mean, you're running as fast as you can, trying to judge the ball, and as you know, you got the force you got to work with the ball going this way. You're trying to go this way, and man, a couple of them just I could have four that night, and and I, and like he he knows the same thing. It's the ones that you miss that you always remember. And it's it's hard to run without jostling your eyes, right? Your, yeah. your head's bobbing or whatever. Well, that's how my dad taught me how to catch. That's how I ended up being an interceptor. Which is an interesting story. Go ahead. Yeah, I was in football. Uh, I mean, bas- in baseball. I, I, I was about to ask you, did you play center field in baseball? I, that, wh- where do they put black kids on the all-white <laughs> baseball team? <laughs> they don't put them at hey, pitcher. Wait. They don't put them at first that's base. That's where we put our <laughs> one. That's right. You, you want to see hey, put hey, where Willie hey, Mays like Willie Mays, man. Hey, out there show me what you Eddie, do, kid. Eddie, Eddie took my leadoff spot away from me. <laughs> so I'm out there. They put me in serious he, he was Eddie Guidel. He was, he was, he was the midget. I on. could walk. <laughs> he, he was the guy that, that Lou Gehrig ended up taking his place. That was him. Hey, so, no. Um, as I was running, I remember they put me out there and I was running. I could not adjust that ball. It's just like you said, it's bouncing all over the place. You know, I'm like nine years old, and I was going home, and my dad, my best coach ever, I say it to this day, he's my best coach ever. He said, son, you just got to run on your toes. And that was it. Once I ran on my toes, it was like magic. All of a sudden, the ball, I can see the ball. And from then on, I was the best center fielder we had. I started loving baseball. At first, I hated it. And, of course, it helped me be a wide receiver. And once I became a wide receiver, then it's just like Dig's story or any other DB story that can catch. Mel Renfro himself was a great athlete, one of the best ever all around. All of a sudden, you're like, uh, this ball is in the air. You're still an offensive player in here. So that's why I say when the ball's in the air, there is no offense defense. Right. It's and, just and who gets it. You saw McCarthy's uh, comment after the game. He said, you know, when the ball's in the air and Diggs is there, you know, it's usually 50-50. He goes, I don't think it's 50-50 anymore. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> 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 75-25, yeah. But you know what? You're right. Your toes are like cushion, yes. right? If your heels are hitting, then that – No, that's that, bad. Yeah, That's right? bad all the way around, Yeah, you know, physically and everything. And I, I just thought he was just the smartest man I ever knew. He could, my dad could look at you and tell you what your weaknesses are just by watching you run, mm-hmm. by watching you walk. 
And that's why he didn't have much hope for me when I was growing <laughs> up. Because I walked funny. And I, you know, I was nothing. I wasn't built like him because he was such a great athlete. But he still saw how I could be a better athlete. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the kind of stuff you have to, you're glad you grow up under, is a tutelage like that. They can show you a little bit of confidence. So, you know, as, as parents, that's what you do. You try to show them what they can do, what, not, what they cannot do, but what they can do with what they got. And you can see, you know, there's much debate about multi-sport, whether, whether kids should play multi-sports in high school. There's no or doubt that and, they should. And exactly. And like a baseball, you learn in baseball that that's at right. the pitch, you are on the balls of that's your feet, right. ready to go Every whichever direction the ball is Every sport shows you something right. that, helps that helps you in another sport. That's right. I was just looking I've up always with, been said that. I was just looking up with Trayvon if there's no mention of any baseball in his background but it'll be interesting to uh, i'd love that wide receiver that's that's what it takes a wide receiver and and uh to close out this segment on trayvon you know what i just can't wait for what's that the next game about four (laughs) months from now i guess maybe less than four when's the super bowl <laughs> February. I just, February. February. I just can't wait for Diggs versus Diggs, the Cowboys and the Bills oh, at SoFi man, Stadium. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's right. All right, that's we're back with good. more mix shots in a moment. I like that. <laughs> at Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. Be the first to receive new offers, event info, and more when you sign up to receive text messages from the team. Text Cowboys to NFLDAL. That's 635 325 to receive 10% off your next pro shop order. Messages frequency may vary. Message and data apply. 
data rates All apply. Right. We're going to ignore that because we're having such a good data time plates today. may arrive. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm having to come back off my Don Bishop story from earlier. I think I'm just. You're finally realizing what you. The said. game logs aren't complete. <laughs> I thought man, I was going to say, man. <laughs> This guy, I mean, pro football reference the game logs. They got an asterisk (laughs) by it. That's crazy because he's got on their game logs. Okay, so stop right there Uh and just go up. (laughs) Go up to PR and they've got it. Stop right there. They've got it listed. Yes, thank uh, you, Spags. Let's just be done with this. Interceptions. Just know this: you can't trust. You can't trust the pro football reference game log. So those those games that were missing yeah, might be yeah. there. You're saying that was just you missing something? Uh, no, it's they're missing. Yeah, you it. missed no. it. I knew it's no These, way it's misleading us is, like that. Yeah, this you, game you log were, is not based on you were misled. Games. That's right. You didn't miss That's it. You right. were misled. That's right. I'm sorry. Way to go, Spags. That disappoints me. <laughs> and thought should, he had something. Well, and it should disappoint all of you that we spent a whole segment on. His incredible streak. So what made you? <laughs> no, you spent the whole segment. What made we you? We did not agree. What made you find the ways of your error? Your error of because your ways. Because I looked up. I looked up then on NFL.com, and uh-huh. it said he played in or started sixty games in his career. Well, this the the game log only shows twenty two games. So they. But no, here's what happened. Back then they he didn't, didn't have track any. tackles. So they just track games he had interceptions. No, because – and I thought that at first, mm-hmm. but the, the games in Pittsburgh do not have intercept. Here's, here's what it is. The game log only – only chronicles games you had stats in. Right. Got you. Right. And those Pittsburgh games, that's what threw me. He didn't have interceptions, but he had uh, receptions in both those games. Right. And, and so, they, he, was and on, they did so not, he was on the stat sheet. And, and they did not track tackles. They didn't track tackles. Didn't track yeah. And he also sacks. was a wide receiver then. Played both right. ways. Apparently, and with yeah. Pittsburgh, he did. Yeah. yeah, in 1958. The more right. you can do, right? The more you can Boy, you sound just like me, Spags. Right. I love that. The more you can do, the more you can do. All right, speaking uh, of the more you the can time. do, we probably should uh, at least give Dak his due in this game. Uh, uh, got off to a slow uh, start. Can we... Hmm. Can we preface that by uh, going over our picks to click in that game? Uh, yes, CD. we can. You had CD. CD. You had... I don't even remember. Doesn't even matter. Remember. I had Dak. So go ahead. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's all that matters. He had Dak. Well, he wouldn't have been as good if CD wasn't catching all those balls. I'm, I'm with you. I like I like your picks. You know, like, he he got off he got off to a slow start. Um, Dak you did. know, okay, it's weird. You're trying to throw a little dump past the Zeke, and the guy bats it up in the air, and it comes right back. Great down. plays. Right. Two of them. Yeah. yeah. And then the other. Um, the other uh, mistake fumble he had, mm. he took his eyes off the snap. Everybody's want to blame the center. No, he, the snap was fine. No. He was looking to where he was going to go once he caught the ball. That's all on. And him. then he mentioned afterwards that you know while he basically all week long denied that this game didn't mean that much, that he is a past all that. And then he admitted afterwards that he said, yeah, he goes, I didn't have a lot of energy to start. He said, I felt like it was a little funk. And then he, he mentioned, he goes in, 
you know, I realized where I was, what happened a year mm-hmm. ago, and he said it even <clears throat> got a little worse when he saw the cart come yeah, out. that's right. And the cart came out for Saquon, I believe. And for Daniel. And for Daniel. Well, that's what I said. The whole game was just a, a game of injuries, and, and seemed like karma was on, on Dallas' yeah, side. Yeah, and he, and he kind of admitted that, you know, hey, I'm human. He didn't say it that way, but, you know, the thoughts went through his mind, and then I think – I think the touchdown pass to Amari settled him down. Got into halftime, and it's like, okay, we're playing football. That's I don't CD, need that's to CD worry Lamb about that. pass, though. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Yeah. I, I just thought that was amazing. The C.D. Lamb touchdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, or the pass to Cedric Wilson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drop that in the bucket on the sideline like I that. even like the one that didn't count to, to Zeke. Zeke goes up and snags one. It didn't count. But he goes up and snags and comes down and immediately dies for the first down. Now, this is, these are the kind of things that it's not like we were just sleepwalking in all the other games right. prior to this year. But you just see a little extra something, and, and just everyone seems to be lighter on their feet this year than previous years. And I have to say, guys, <clears throat> you know, when I dog somebody, then I want it to be heard. But when I. When I eat crow, I want to be heard, too. Freaking Anthony Brown's my dude, man. Oh, I'm glad you brought my, my guy dude, up, right? Man. This guy here, boy, he is – you can just see him playing differently. And I, I, I tweeted out when he did the pick six. And I, I've always said the interceptions are contagious. They just are. You get inspired to make plays by someone that showed you the way. It doesn't take much. You already got it. The inspiration doesn't have to be that big. All you got to do is have your eyes open and see the inspiration and then do it yourself. And if you saw the sideline reaction to that, oh, everybody was so it happy. was like they were more happy for yes, him, I think, were. than Diggs' yes, reception. Even Dak, Dak came running off the sideline, jumped up, and they – Hip bumped or whatever you want His, to call the it. Look of, the look, the body language that you could see on Brown himself. Yeah, just when he scored, you could just see it. You, you, his confidence, almost a little cocky. I like that. Almost just a little cocky. I like, like that. Like I, I can do this. I can do this also. Right. This so that's no what deal. two interceptions in three games yeah. now for him. That's correct. Somebody tweeted me, and I don't know if if he was playing in 1961, he'd have a consecutive <laughs> game streak going. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, they count his tackles, and he's right, been, right. He's been one of the leading tacklers. Somebody tweeted me, and they said it was 20 hours ago when the tweet showed up. But it was uh, the Cowboys need another safety or another corner on the other side. So I couldn't resist. I was like, "So you mean like uh, Brown, this guy Anthony, mm-hmm. that has two interceptions in three games and one back for a touchdown? Mm-hmm. That's the one you want That's to?" Yeah, and, and let's face it, we know that they're you know the the circumstances kind of push you into that backup quarterback, you know, got it, all, all that kind receiver, of stuff. Receiver three yeah, of your yeah, receivers, yeah, it was a bad down. late throw, all of that, and it's late, and it's yeah, late. It don't in the matter. Game. Right. It don't matter. That's right. And make your play. That's right. And yeah. it, it, you know the Giants, they were that old school philosophy. We're going to play this game out, even though they had no chance of coming back, and and. And I think, to their credit, actually, Mike Glennon needed as many snaps because he may be their starting quarterback next week. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can't sit. But there from and... the Cowboys' perspective, I love it the fact that the Cowboys played it all the way. They finished, all the way right? exactly. That's, That's right. right. And, you know, and they got there was a there's a great amount of value in Anthony Brown 
picking that off, running it back from his confidence standpoint, and just the whole team the camaraderie whole, man, that and was stuff. Great to and see. seeing Dak come great down the field. Great to see, you know, bro. That was yeah. great to see. It, it builds so much continuity. And I've seen a lot of people try to minimize the win because, well, the Giants had all these injuries, and I'm going, hey, no one minimized the losses last year, right? No one minimized the losses because of the it injuries. It all balances right? out. And here's the deal. So, yeah, they had injuries. They were missing guys. So the Cowboys did what they should have done. That's right. Right? We beat them the way they should have been beaten. Right? Beat them bad. Just like last week. When you play a bad team, and it's like, oh, that team's no good. Okay, well, then beat them. Beat them bad. Beat them bad. And that's what should happen. And so they're 4 That's the That's the show. That's the sign of a good professional playoff team. 4-1, first place in the NFC East, two-game lead. Mm -hmm. And I think I looked up. Where's my thing here? And I'll throw this in while you're looking that up. In the three-game homestand in which they went 3-0, and they averaged 40 points a game. That's right. And if Indianapolis and Baltimore don't have an offensive explosion tonight, the Cowboys have scored more points in the NFL than any other team with 170. Tampa Bay's next at 167, and Arizona's what? next at 157. What's Buffalo at? Buffalo is at 134. Their first game missed. But they've only given up 44 points. Mm -hmm. 44 in five games. They haven't seen us yet. That's right. Not not until February. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, February. Let's not get ahead. It's only only four months away. We can get ahead. Long as they don't get ahead. Uh, We can do it all we want. Bill's got that cart way ahead of the horse. (laughs) Right. I'm in Bill's cart, too. I'm in the back seat. (laughs) All right. And we continue with more mixed shots tomorrow at 1.30. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!